So, uh, Corey, your house burned down yet? Not quite. <laughs> we have quite a lot of cool. uh, quite a lot of smoke and ash out here in California, but uh, you know how like uh, oh, speaking of Grandpa, we'd always had he'd always had his rain gauge, and he always had to go out and see how much rain Ooh. fell. Yes, didn't record it or remember or care, but uh, always had to know. Um, <laughs> I made an ash gauge to see how much ash was falling. Oh wow! And then uh, and then I sat down to do the math and stopped. Do you want us? <laughs> uh, do you want us to ask you how much there was? Uh, oh, burn! Uh, oh shit! I'm sorry. I thought I was on mute. Okay. Uh, all right. So Great, uh, yeah. That out. Yeah. Well, uh, post. Um, so anyways, let's start uh, the first thing for me, um, what I've been reading. So I actually attended a book club meeting this afternoon. Um, Aaron's been in a book club for a, a long time, and I've been on an email chain about a book club for a long time, but I've never attended. Um, and so this week, uh, I actually read the book, and I was like, cool, let's do it. And I hung out this afternoon. and um, So the book... It's called Blankets, and it's actually a graphic novel, um, which is kind of funny that the first book I read was based like, ooh, you guys got a picture book this week? Uh-huh. I, I can read pictures. I don't mean um, to interrupt too much, but I would, I would be in a lot more book clubs if we were reading comics. Right. Well, that's the thing. It, when I hear graphic novel, I, I picture like a comic book, but it was um, just like a black and white storyboard of like, yeah, a novel, sure. basically. Um, so anyways, it was kind of about just the experience of reading a graphic novel, which was, uh, it's like 600 uh, pages, you know, it's like this, this sick, sounds like I'm just the like, worst thing ever. It, so first of all, it's called blankets, which sounds like a store directory or like, it just, Hey, think of the worst name of a book or like a coffee table book. You know, here's a Navajo blanket. Here's another, what's blanket. a word that excites sounds you? terrible. Right. And then it's yeah. a graphic novel. Okay. I'm with you. It's a graphic novel about gra- the experience of graphic novels. God, it no, sounds no. terrible. No, 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 that's not actually what it's about. I was saying, like, that for me is, like, my biggest... I was, like, interested in just, like, you know what? Uh, I've never okay. read a graphic no- Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it wasn't a graphic novel about reading graphic novels. Yeah, I did not add it made to it my seem list like. on my phone. Right. right. Sorry about that. Okay. Pages. Let me first get into the plot, and then I'll get into the rest of it. But it's just, it was interesting, too, because it's about a guy who grew up in a small Midwestern town, very religious. His parents were super religion religious. And he kind of grows up and grows out of religion. So, um, with that being said, um, you know, it was super interesting because there's a couple of relatable things there. Um, But also, it was just, like, very real about, like, um, maybe it's just the pictures or something. But, you know, he talked about, like, the attic that he and his his brother lived in the same, uh, had the same bedroom up in an attic. Yeah. And there's like this cubby mm. hole where it's like, you know, you slide this thing open and it's cold air and insulation and just like everything about it. You're like, yeah, I kind of had that. Although the, the main difference was that these two brothers um, shared a bed. And I was like, I do not ever recall sharing a bed with uh, any sibling. And I think that would be really weird. But I, I was like, maybe some sleepovers with like cousins or something. But sure. like, I, I think uh. that would be... I don't know how many of them did, but the Seifker uncles did. There were there was in that gigantic boys' room. Um, there were 
there were some big beds. I remember, so I don't know how many of them had to sleep in the big bed. It's no way that one of them was the king and got yeah, to sleep I've in asked, a gigantic bed. I've asked Dad like what the sleeping configuration was, and he has no memory of it. He's like, I don't, we had some beds. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, oh, I don't, no. I don't know. Maybe I slept with Ken. Maybe. I don't know. That maybe is I believe believe it. I have no memory. Right, right. That, no, I have, have obliterated that from my brain. And just kind of, I have obliterated yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and same thing with uh, the girls' room in uh, when mom mom's house. Uh, you know, the three girls minus Aunt Mary slept together. I was say, <laughs> oh, one really? of them had their own bed. Yeah, Aunt Mary slept on her lawn chair on the at the foot <laughs> of the bed, and and the other three were sharing a bed. Yeah, the other three were in the big bed. I actually don't think I knew that. I knew I knew Aunt Mary slept on a lawn chair. Right, she, yes. I didn't. The the which would you prefer? A dog. You can do there's two. A, in there's bed. like a party conversation question. Would you rather sleep in a big bed with two siblings mm. or sleep on a lawn chair lawn by chair. yourself? <laughs> lawn chair. That says a lot about me. I think. Um, that I'm thinking that lawn chair like, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I'm wondering what. Like so. So my kids is uh, an only child, and she might go. I don't know. Big bed with friends. But right. Me, I'm like, oh no, privacy. Yeah. <laughs> if I, you don't know. Absolutely. And, and if I wasn't yeah. in, like, the middle of a, a hot streak of pessimism right now, um, maybe I also would feel better about people and go, yeah, no, big bed, who cares? You get a little foot on you, no big deal. But And then now I'm just like, yeah, you can all burn and be ground into sausage and I'll <laughs> sleep in my own bed. So I'll poison <laughs> your big bed and have my lawn chair. It looks pretty sweet now, doesn't it, after I ruin your big bed? By the way, yep, if yep. that's your hot streak of pessimism, that's my Christmas cheer. That's, like, my Christmas spirit <laughs> there. It's like, ah, fuck you all. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, this is like um, I'm, I've been hitting every jump in Excite Bike of negativity of just like fuck that happened, fuck that happened, fuck that happened, and hitting every landing at the perfect angle. And uh, today it's just like, oh, how do I become happy for this podcast and not uh, just come in with like a roaring chainsaw of shit? But. Um, <laughs> Trying to, can't wait to get to Ben's section. Just hear what makes Ben laugh. All of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, actually, uh, I'll move on to my next one. This might uh, cheer you up a little bit. So the, I don't know if this one I was trying to encompass, like I don't know, something you're listening to, watching some sort of media. So um, last night, uh, Aaron and I watched. Uh, we, we were cycling through some like Christmas um, specials. We watched uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and so we watched uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas Special from 1988. Really? Ha- so we want to talk about like a time machine that, and not just in like in, in several ways. So one, it's I, I have like almost no recollection, uh, no working recollection of Pee-wee's Playhouse. It's just like, I know I watched it a ton and I I just couldn't tell you a thing about it. But it's one of those cool things that like, as you're watching, you can start to like finish the sentence, right? You're going like, oh yeah. So for example, Jombie, the genie comes on and as he's about to grant the wish, I obviously finish the magic words. Yeah. Mecca like a high, mecca high and ho. And exactly. And so that in itself was like really a cool time capsule of like, oh yeah, Pee Wee's Playhouse. I definitely watched that. And they had all the little cool cartoons and the like claymation dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's great. But if you want, this would also be that thing where um, aliens come down to planet Earth and say, tell me about the 80s. And you'd go, well, just watch this uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special. So the special guest stars 
Charo, Grace Jones, Katie Lang, Dinah Shore, Little Richard, Cher, Magic Johnson, Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey, Joan Rivers, Zsa Zsa Gabor, Frankie Avalon, Annette Funicello, and the U.S. Marine Corps Chorus. Okay. It, it was the most... Okay, okay. So if that's supposed to be like the code to the 80s, it's gone through the German Enigma machine. Because like a lot of those are definitely like, oh, that's the 1980s, straight out of a stereotype of some sort. Yep. And then it's like, the wait, the what now? What, what Charo, what's she doing in this mix? And it's just to kind of like throw you off the trail so you can't decode it without the ring. When you hold yeah, the ring up, it covers just the right ones, and you go, oh, those are all coming up now. You mean the 80s. That's what this is spelling. I got it. I could have named most of those, but it's like a back of a mad magazine. you got to fold it together to get Charo. Oh, Charo, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is still around? Yeah. I, I was, um, yeah, you're right. As I was reading that, I'm like, it's very 80s, but also very, like, it, the twisted, uh, nostalgic mind of Pee Wee Herman, and yeah. that's why you have, yeah. like, or uh, Paul Rubens, let's say, and that's why you have... Frankie Avalon, Annette Finicello, Dinah Shore. And Little also, Richard, who's available for this? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> He's, he'll, he'll be our guest star next week. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I didn't know if, uh, Grant, you were like two months old when that came out, but um, I didn't know if Ben and Corey had any like working recollection of either Pee-wee's Playhouse or just the Christmas special. Oh, Pee-wee's Playhouse, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, I didn't know he did a Christmas special. I think I've probably seen the Star Wars Christmas special more than I've seen the Pee Wee's Playhouse <laughs> one, and and I've never seen the Star Wars one. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. watch it. It it is really okay. worth it. Like in not even just nostalgia value, it was like really fun to watch, and you're like, wow, Paul Rubens, what a fucking creative weirdo. Yep. Uh, but in a in the best way. Where know? did you find it, Matt? Uh, it is on Netflix. Oh, even better. Yep. It is streaming, and I recommend that. Uh, three thumbs up there. Um, okay, so something that uh, I learned recently is that apparently making slime is a big thing to kids of a certain yes. age yep. or, or certain location. I don't know, but I think I told you guys about the, like, the Christmas wish list thing that uh, we did at work. You I may have texted this. Have... Is this new? I didn't hear something. It. Slime is in my head recently. Maybe that's from. Okay, good. No, then, or maybe I texted it in a different um, a different format. So uh, that's great. I'll I'll start from the beginning. So at work, um, there's like a you know buy a buy a present for someone this Christmas who may not get a lot of gifts, kind of thing, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, I sign up. Yep, that sounds great. And uh, they give you a letter that this kid wrote. And it could be a kid or um, senior citizen. And I got a kid. She's 14. And um, her letter says, for Christmas, I oh, here it is. I'm actually, it says, I'm 14 years old, and I love to make slime. I would like to receive a gallon of glue and contact solution to make different varieties of slime. Yes. And I was thinking, you I had told this. you guys about the gallon of glue, because I was like, what kid, like, that's all they want? And this might be their only gift. We were told, like, <laughs> this might be the only present they get. Uh-huh. And this kid was like, gallon of glue. And in fact, you can tell they were, like, so excited. At the top of the page, it just said a gallon of glue really big, and then it was, like, erased. Um, someone's like, no, 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 write, like, a letter. <laughs> no, write what <laughs> you want. <laughs> 
What? So you're gonna say what you want? Gallon of glue, and then uh, exactly, just no, couldn't no, whoa, even. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah. But then you you search like Amazon gallon of glue, and all the drop downs are gonna be like, looks like you're making slime, and and then like all these like slime packets. That I, I swear, like it started unfolding. Coworkers were like, oh yeah, I follow a couple Instagram accounts of these people who make slime, and like it, it is like a a, a thing. Um, so yeah, Amazon uses the same algorithm as Homeland Security <laughs> to detect bomb making ingredients. Yeah. But also Homeland exactly. Security loves slime. <laughs> sure. Can you imagine sure. can you imagine it, dropping off a gallon of slime in a Toys for Tots bin and anyone well, watching you? <laughs> or just put it oh, in Ziploc bags. Asshole. Yeah, that, that, that's because. <laughs> Sorry, it's not in a gallon jug. Yeah, that poor that's kid's because alive. the Department of Homeland Security is working to weaponize slime. Yeah, sure. Maybe they already sure. have. But um, so, anyways, I got that. But then, um, since my coworkers and I were talking about quite a bit, I for our little uh, Christmas office party thing, I got another gallon of glue and some contact solution, and um, we made slime. And I gotta say, it was pretty fucking fun. It, it that's great. all it, it is. Cool. It's just glue and contact solution. That is it. That is it. You can put in baking. Some recipes will say put in uh, baking soda to like give it a little more texture or something. But um, you 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 you've got a big pile of glue, maybe um, like a teaspoon of baking soda, and then just start using contact solution to mix. If it's too sticky, more contact solution, too sticky, and then you get it perfect. And it's like the stretchiest thing, but it doesn't stick. And you you can like play it. You can mold it. You can. You know, whatever your surface you set it on is not is going to be fine because it's just its own self-contained, like you know, ball of slime. Whoa! And yeah, it was actually I was like, this is pretty fun. So uh, the blue thing reminds me. Uh, I'm just curious. In I think third grade, uh, me and a friend of mine, Sam Beckman, would uh, uh, you like just pour like glue, just like you know, kids like Elmer's glue or whatever, on your hands. And you just yep. like rub it together until you get like the little weird little like rubbery kind of ball. Like you would, and you make a little like bouncy kind of thing out of it. Blue Is this dirt the thing that you did? We did yeah. not well, do that. dirt. No, because by the because once you have the solution in there, it like it doesn't stick. Well, to your no, 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 no. I understand that it's not. Oh. I understand this is different thing. I'm saying, did you do this thing? Yes. You're yes, saying yes. you made um, poor man slime. <laughs> that was dirt slime. <laughs> I actually always viewed that as like a way of cleaning your hands at the time when yeah. I was a kid because you would you're basically yeah. the glue is picking up all the dirt. Poor man's yeah, you're left with the, the and you have black. these like incredibly clean like raw hands <laughs> and this like bouncy thing of glue and filth. What kind of like street urchins were we like like chimney sweep boys that were like <laughs> wow? Well, you need your hands clean. You just cool. put a little glue on there. Let that. <laughs> Soap's not Nothing a little Elmer's can't take care of. <laughs> oh, a visit to old Uncle Elmer. <laughs> well, you take a visit to Uncle Elmer's and then, you know, you, you got clean hands. Well, this was before we had running water, you see. Uh, but we had running glue, gallons of the shit. Yeah. Fo- follow Thanks, up. Thanks, Eisenhower. Does anyone ever remember eating glue? I don't. I don't remember doing this. But I never was that did like that. A thing? I, mean, I couldn't believe when I found out about it. Like kids who would eat paste, it's like no, they don't. No one would Why? ever do that. I kind of doubted okay. booger eating because that was not an appeal to me either. Then I saw I've seen, um, uh, pizza. I've seen but, both booger eating, um, and I sat next to a kid that ate paste. Yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. it. I couldn't believe it. It never occurred. This glues two things together. Why would you <laughs> put that yeah. inside? Why of would you put that inside of you together? 
So people get used to it. Uh, it's very likely that every podcast, whatever it is I'm reading, is going to be some sort of World War II thing. Uh, and specifically Churchill. Well, there's no, I read through that book, and there's other things. Matt got me a book uh, last Christmas that I read through that I enjoyed a lot. Uh, but I just this week just sort of randomly started reading uh, Don Quixote. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. And so that is how I feel that I'm better than all of you because I'm <laughs> so much more cultured. Clearly, I read it last. Reading month. a real novel, Matt reads you know comic books and his little pictures, and he has a good time with it that. Was a comic book about blankets. Yes, it was about about the different kinds of blankets. Did you just you read a get. Sears catalog, Matt? <laughs> There's a lot of pictures there. Lots of pictures. I was more of a J.C. Penny guy. <laughs> Ships in three to five business days. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. That's a uh, man's trenchant insight on uh, on uh, postmodern capitalism. We got there. <laughs> yeah, but it's not all good. No COD. <laughs> oh, uh, so there's some tension. The plot there. thickens. All right. So how's Don Quixote? Uh, it's pretty good. It's it's uh, very comical. It's interesting how. Uh, just like how humor has changed over 400 years. Right. Where this, the thing that they're, the, like the the core of the joke is still funny. It's just uh, an absurd, like, lunatic who's deluded and thinks that he's something that he's not. And that's really funny. Uh, it's just the the execution of it. it like, the, everything is so long. The sentences are so long and complex and detailed that... You will be amused reading it for sure, but not really gonna. I did laugh out loud once, but everything else you're just sort of like amused. Mm. Uh, uh, but it's also like commentary on the Spanish Inquisition and, mm -hmm. you know, commentary on, uh, the, uh, where like literature was at the time. It's weird meta references where these people are like, Deciding what books to burn, and uh, one of them is a book written by Cervantes himself, and uh, yeah. But then there's also this weird like uh, narrative device where like he's pretending that this oh this all happened, and I, I found this like this book written by some Arabic author who who's compiled all the 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 adventures of Don Quixote. So it's like a book within a book, and it's all this weird stuff. I don't know. I mm -hmm. I uh, not very far into it. Uh, um, probably like I'm like ten chapters into it or something, but it's a giant book. Uh, but it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Grant's review of Don Quixote. It's yeah, good. it's all right. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Well, it's no blankets. Let's be honest. Hmm. Uh, you know, very few mentions of blankets. Yeah. What, what was his position on blankets? Uh. Well. If you were if you were Jewish and you had a blanket, then you had to give that up for a shawl. Uh, you had to turn them in. You were not allowed to continue honing your blankets. Yeah. There's the joke. Um, that was a pretty sweet Spanish Inquisition bedclothes related joke. It was. It was pretty. Yeah. Very those solid. are those are pretty popular right about now. Um. Uh. So something I was watching. Uh. 
several things actually. Uh, so the there's a movie out now called The Disaster Artist. Are you all familiar with that? Yep. Yes. About the room. Uh, are you all familiar with the room? Then Matt, do you know? I know of it. What the room is? Uh, no, I don't think so. You don't really. Uh, so it's this movie made by Tommy Wiseau, a person, Tommy oh, Wiseau. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. It's terrible. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And there's a movie called The Disaster Artist out now. That's like about the making of the movie. Uh, and I, I knew, I knew of, uh, of the room, but I'd never seen it. And so Friday I watched it, uh, on YouTube. I was going to like, uh, I don't like watching things for free. I like paying for things. Uh, even something that's terrible made by a crazy person, but, uh, apparently he does not allow it to be streamed anywhere. Uh, you have to like send away for a DVD that he mails to you. And when you get it, it comes with, like, a signed photo of him. <laughs> uh, it's the only so, way he's going to move those photos. Yeah, so I just said, fuck it, and I watched it on YouTube. And it's it's a fucking trip. Like, if, if you've never seen it, I would recommend watching it. And I would recommend watching it with someone. It's just more fun that way. And I would also recommend learning as little about it as you can. And just, just experience it. Just watch it. Just let it happen to you. Don't go see, like, what is this thing? Just watch it. Mm. Uh, so watch that. And then I immediately after that uh, watched it again with uh, Red Letter Media's uh, commentary track that they recorded. Uh, and that was very interesting to hear their their thoughts about the movie and pointing out a bunch of things that I didn't uh, I didn't catch the first time around. But the whole reason I watched that was so that I could... Uh, Today, go see The Disaster Artist. Uh, and it was alright. Like, the... It's it's funny. It's very funny. But it's just, like, it doesn't really know what it wants to say about Tommy Wiseau. And part right. of that, I think, is because they have to, like, get his approval mm. to do all this. Because, like, the, the movie is based on this book written by the co-star of The Room... And he had to like get Tommy's permission, and a lot of apparently the book is a lot more detailed and a little more realistic uh, because. Oh. But it's not like completely overt. It's done in a way that if you are a crazy person, maybe you don't realize exactly what's being said about you right now, and so you'll approve it. Uh, but like the movie, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't like. I I don't know. It it, it was funny. It was it was good, and James Franco is very very good, but uh, and it just didn't really come together. I wouldn't not right. recommend it. Mm. Like if you were going to go see it, I would say yeah, sure, go see it. Yeah, I, cool. hey, I've heard the same thing. Like they can't, um, they had a hard time getting his permission um, because you have to write, you have to send away for his permission and it comes back with a signed glossy photo. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he stream around, it. On, he drives around our uh, neighborhood in a big Hummer that says The Room on it. Um, <laughs> and that is... Uh, every time I see it, I'm like, I should finally watch that movie. <laughs> I've never done it. Because I know the whole background of it. Like, I know the whole story of it and I'm like, oh, it sounds terrible. Uh, it's entertainingly bad. It honestly, the first time, like when I watched it, it honestly gave me a headache because you're just trying to like follow <laughs> what is going on. And there's all the, <laughs> like, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it too much if you ever watch it. Cause it, it is a crazy experience. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and there's there's a reason why it has like the the incredible following that it does now. There are probably there are probably like better like uh, so bad it's good kind of movies out there to watch. Uh, but there's definitely nothing specifically like this because a lot of the failures of normal like so bad it's good movies are technical and it's like look how incompetent they are with this camera with the mm. sound with these like terrible special effects or whatever. But this was like. He's super rich somehow and was able to like hire actual like, you know, uh, like, uh, photographers and sound people. Like they had actual people running everything. So it looks like a real movie. Uh, and he was able to hire bizarre. And he had, he had a budget to get, um, I mean, a real cast. There was Cher and Charo and (laughs) Richard. The the Marine Corps band was there. Yeah, uh, but there's there's just so like near the end of the movie, uh, something bad is happening, and this character who you've never seen before just suddenly comes in, and it it's like he's it's like it's in the middle of the movie, like you're supposed to know this guy, and he's like, wait, who is this person talking? What? Like it, that's the kind of awesome. uh, like failures that we're talking about, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, w- I would recommend, uh, perhaps a, a, you know, like a watch with your spouse kind of thing or something. Watch with someone to mm-hmm. laugh at. Uh, it's, uh, it's entertaining. Okay, what am I reading right now? I am reading a book by Neil Gaiman uh, called The Ocean at the End of the Lane, and you're all suckers if you don't immediately go out and purchase a copy of it. Wow. It's uh, it's pretty short, but it's just a... It's just a. If you like Neil Gaiman, it's a crazy nonsense story. It's full of good stuff. Um, yeah, Ocean at the End of the Lane. Turns I can out there's an ocean at the end of the lane. ignorantly say, like, I definitely know him, his name, and that he's a great modern author, but I actually have never read anything of his, and, um, you know, don't really know much about him other than it's like, ah, that's somebody I should read. He's got a really good grasp on what it's like to be a kid. Mm. And so, if he's writing a story yes. about a group of kids, it's a good one. If he's writing a story about being a lonely little kid, it's a good one. The dude got kids... He he gets childhood, and this is this is one that's just about him. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's very it's very autobiographical, aside from the fantastical stuff. So, uh, how many no, like um, pictures are in this book? Uh, there's one on the cover. Okay. Um, okay. The blanket at the end of the lane. Got it. Uh, so it has like the big cardboard pages, right? It's one of those graphic novels where they <laughs> it's take a board the... book. <laughs> yeah, I'm really reading more of a graphic novel. Also, yeah, I prefer my graphic novels uh, to come in street Stein format. Just uh, I want to look and be done. Um, it's, a, it's a graphic novel where all the pictures are these like little symbols of like kind of like representing the Roman. Uh, yeah, alphabet. it's like a manga uh, where it's, you know the, there's a Japanese sense to it in which all the little pictures represent something when put together. <laughs> uh, the the beauty about this book is um, about a year ago, my wife read it to me. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like I'd get home from school and I'd be tired and I'd go to bed and she like let me read you a chapter and so like 
I'd remember the beginning of every chapter, and then I'd wake up two chapters later and go, no, I'm still, I'm still listening. Mm-hmm. So I have these like weird bits where I'm like, oh, that's the book that it's from. Oh, that's when that happened. Oh, that's mm. where that character came from. It wasn't just my dreams. I'm not creative. Uh, hmm. So it's fun to go through and uh, read that. Um, and I, I spent a lot of my day reading like boring technical shit or through you know emails from clients and stuff. Like it's fun to read something that isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm getting into there. Uh, as far as media, I was just gifted the uh, the new Legend of Zelda game, which is an experience. It is not a game. It's so you've amazing. got this on the Switch. Yeah, I got this on the Switch, uh, and the really, the thing that the thing that stands out most about this, the game came with maps and a book, like all like supplementary artwork kind of stuff that was like that you'd get with the old Nintendo games. You know, you'd get like uh, a manual with some cool pictures on it, even though the on the screen you're just poking lines into squares. Um, so it was that kind of like imagination thing. I remember. As a kid, one of my idiot friends and I were sitting and we were playing like uh, uh, like Metroid, probably. And they were like, hurry, hurry, get the bombs. And I was like, I'm having fun in this corridor. And they're mm. like, yeah, but go. I was like, I'm just hanging out here. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the world. And that's how I always played that game. And this this new Zelda game, my, my kid's playing it. And she's just, I was like, hey, you... You don't have to wait the night out. You can just sit by a, you know, you can go over there. You can move on. She's like, I got this. And, like, it's just her own world. She's playing it completely different than I am. And I'm playing it completely different than Grant would have played it or anything. Like, it's just like, hey, I'm in my world. I'm doing my thing, you know? Like, instead of, like, progressing through the game, she's like, I could build a farm here. I'm going to go find some stuff to cook. I'm going to see what this guy knows, like... And I oh, have to, so cool. I had to kind of like bite my tongue. Like I usually like try and give her some help. Like, hey, go over there. Oh no, you need to jump up there. Here, I can help you with that. Or, oh, here, do this. I'll give you a hint. This is gonna save this for later. But now I'm just like, now nah, let her do it. Oh, it's just cool. fun to watch her do it, and that's my big media of the day of the when week. When I uh, visited Grant this April, um, <laughs> Grant, you probably got it in what, like February, March, March? Uh, I think it came out in March. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was so blown away by it that, like, when I came home, I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I would have one myself if Nintendo didn't have such a bad supply chain that I don't, that I, like, looked all over for, like, I exhausted, you know, for, like, a week my possibilities of stores and online, and no one had it, and then, like, by that time, the the craving had, had died down to where I was, like, also able to make, like, a... Um, a conscious decision to say, you know what, if I, uh, I was like, you know what, this is probably going to consume my life for the next couple months and uh, I'm, I'm going to take a step back. But I, I was so, um, like amazed by it and like it, ready to just like dive all the way in. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, like, it's immersive. It's fun. There's a, there's a distinct lack of music. Which yeah, I there's a lot of like a atmospheric uh, sound design. Yeah, and it's good, and it makes it, it yeah. makes you really fall into the world, and it seems open and big and wonderful. But also like, yes. like Meg pointed out, like I miss the music, and I was like, yeah, now I now mm. yeah, the Zelda I really wish there was some really good. So it does it's sort of a trade off, but like mm. for this specific game, like you need to 
they want you to be completely immersed in what's going on. And I am. Like, uh, I remember playing, uh, there was, like, some Wasteland survival game Fallout. And I remember, like, playing a game and Meg's like, what are you doing? I was like, there's a guy over there and I'm terrified of him. And I, like, legit was, you know? And now I'm like, oh, I, fuck, there's a, there's a thing over there, but I can't go there because I'm scared of it. Like, it's not just a regular game where I'm like, I'm going to smash a button and be happy. Yeah, I've uh the the guardians when you're when you're first around the guardians. Holy shit. The do they first, scare you? The first time one turned oh on, I was God. like, well, I could just hide on the mm-hmm. I could I could live here forever. Nope. <laughs> and when you when you see the ones that are moving around like you I've been on a horse in the middle of Hyrule Field just going, "Go, go, go, please God, please." Oh god. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I do finally have a horse. I'm not that far into the game, but I do finally have my horse. That's good. Corey, um, did did we tell you about um, that time I first played it at Grant's and uh, erased it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Grant had like logged maybe what you say three hundred hours in the game, and you're like, "Oh, just That's start really up bad. a game for you." And then you're, I, I remember you going to your computer and then like looking at, and then like going back, and you're like, <laughs> "So I just erased my game." And it was like, I was just like, "Ah, no." <laughs> Yeah, but you were surprisingly uh, uh, cool about that, Grant. You were surprisingly yeah, cool. Yeah, like the thing is, I had just gotten like near the end of the game, I had gotten this itch to like complete everything because there's some things that you can do in the game that are completely unnecessary. But like, uh, like taking a picture of everything, for example, is one of the things. And it was only at the end of the game that I finally got the bug to do that. But I had missed a bunch of stuff. You can miss stuff and never have a chance to take a picture of it again. Mm-hmm. And so. I was never going to be able to get it perfect anyway, and so uh, it wasn't that big a deal that it went away. Because uh, I guess I, you know, I, I started another thing a while ago. It's been you know months and months since I've picked it up, but uh, I'm and at some point there's uh, there's DLC for it, and I'm going to have to play through that. Um, but we took a we took a note from your playbook, and we were like, let's make sure we have separate accounts so that yeah, you have to, like so dad can play his and kid can play hers or uh, switch accounts, you know, the Nintendo things. Then yeah, and we gave it a we gave it a, a I knew this would I knew this game would eventually show up, and I was avoiding it for the same reasons that Matt was like, oh well, there goes a year of my life. <laughs> um, that's the yeah. real cost of it. For fifty dollars, I get to uh, waste a year. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we right. We we I'm had practiced it you. with the uh, whatever games we had on the Switch to start with uh, the Mario like Odyssey, which is also tons of tons oh of how fun. is that by the way real quick tons of fun yeah shitloads of fun it's 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 amazing um, but yeah so stuff like that I was like okay you you're playing yours and I'm playing mine and we got used to switching back and forth and then when Zelda shows up I was like hey heads up don't ever destroy my progress <laughs> be yeah very careful and I won't jump in and just you know move you forward I'll let I'll let you hang out where you are. It's amazing to watch. I don't know. It's fun. It's uh, it's definitely the fun thing that you know my kid and I have together. Uh, all right. So learning. Uh, what did I learn this week? And I'll learn a lot of things. Um, uh, I learned there's a violin maker uh, across the street. Uh, I've been uh, this last year. I've been learning to play the violin. I've always been. I've always wanted to play that instrument. I've always been scared of it. Um, and I just started. I started picking it up, and uh, I finally got a good one. I was showing Ben some pictures of it. Uh, it's like a real like. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah, it's Who like knew? not just. It's not the one that's like painted and like you you crank it and it plays Polly Wally Doodle all the day, <laughs> uh, which is what I did have. Um, but yeah, I got this new one, and 
I found that there's a, a maker up the street, and I brought it to him, and he's setting it up for me right now, and it was fun. Yeah, I learned Apparent- that. Uh, yeah, who knew? Apparently, the uh, the Stradivarius family across the street. Yeah, they're oh, really? uh, violin makers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're always making that weird screeching music noise, playing classical. Yeah, it's just uh, there's a thrift store a couple blocks away that you know we go to all the time, and I was like, the sign on the door says. Anton Luskov violins. Do you think it's really? And I peek in the window, and he's in there making a violin. And oh, I was like, shit. "Oh, well, fuck." So he uh, and he, he luckily he confirmed my purchase, which I will admit that um, the purchase of this instrument. I'm always looking for stuff like looking for new camera lenses, looking for new computers. And I've always got my little shopping list, and uh, I, had, I I had like an eBay list of a couple like violins I was following. Maybe I could get this one. That one seems like it's in good shape. Which one can I repair and get on the cheap? And uh, and then one showed up, uh, and I was questioning my wife. I was like, "Did you buy this?" And then I looked at the order. I may have uh, I may have possibly purchased a violin while high. Um, just <laughs> let's that's just a be very honest. classy. Yeah. You know, people have these like I was drunk on Amazon or drunk, you know, home shopping and. Not, yeah. I don't think a lot of those stories end with people buying violins. <laughs> they end with knives a lot of times, I think. <laughs> they end with what? They end with knives, Matt. Didn't you have a friend oh. that bought a bunch of knives? Uh, yeah. The the knife show. That, I, knife show. Robert and I had a, a whole drinking game established for, for the knife oh, show. Oh, okay. Um, but he no, never bought knives. Oh, no, but guess guess who did? <laughs> Go visit Uncle Hammer and Tim ah, across the street. Oh, yeah. Tim had bought like the whole oh, the whole Tim set with like, like the guy. samurai sword. You get three tacticals. You get two scrimshaw express. This you got the, the Dale Earnhardt. Dagger. You know, like yeah. Robert and I yeah. were, it, it's mesmerizing. If you get that channel or whatever, ad, I would actually look this up on YouTube. Like, it, it's just mesmerizing in the in the 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 lingo like we started we suddenly knew what scrimshaw was and i bet you know what a full um, tang is nowadays but the production value grant you want to talk about like not knowing where the camera should go and like it's here's people realizing they're like on live well it's it's certainly recorded but they there's no second take so they're recording it live and it's just like i knocked over the whole display or like oh camera's over here now um let's You'll catch them going, like, kind of, like, talking off camera, and then, like, oh, oh shit, um, yeah, here's this beautiful thing, and it, like, falls apart on, on its screen, and it's just, like, it is, uh, it, it's beautiful cinematography, and please watch it if you ever get a chance. But My best knife yeah, show yeah. story. So, like, we all, we all know some people that have, you know, maybe been drunk or something and bought some knives, and I had a friend uh, back in our hometown who I was, like, yeah, you bought the knife set, but then you bought another and another. Like, did you not learn your lesson? And he's like, no, you know, like, for knife sex. <laughs> and I have ne- I just, I just, I just... You slowly I have never, away. I never, exactly, I just faded into the bushes. I have never questioned, I was like... Yes. Because he said it for, he, said, he was like, it's like, uh, you know, like, uh, like... I like I like collecting dolls or I like collecting baskets. Like it's something they're a little ashamed of, but you would just assume everyone knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And he was like, mm-hmm. you know, like for knife sex. And I was like, okay, I'll shake my head no and just be like, yeah, well, sure, knife sex. Yeah. Um, this kind of goes to Grant's. I, I watched Windy City Heat this week. I talked to Matt oh. about this earlier. Grant, you know it. Yes, I know of it. I haven't seen it. Okay, watch oh, it. Oh man. Corey, do you know Windy City Heat? 
Um, maybe it's one of the earlier ones that Bobcat Goldthwait directed, but it is. There's a guy. If you, I imagine he's like, is it Tommy uh, Wiso? Wiso. Wiso. Yes. Um, a bit like this guy that he's kind of clueless. He's not. He does not understand um, why this way will not make you a star or like why that's bad acting. Um, it's an elaborate pl- prank on him that he's going to be this the uh, the star of an action movie. Um, but there's, as Matt said, it's like, oh, I feel bad for him already. No, watch it, and then if you even watch the follow up stuff or read some follow up stuff, you don't. I don't think you really need to feel bad for him. But you will laugh your ass off at the. It was very, very funny. It was very funny. I don't need to give anything away, but you also kind of can't. The movie is terrible, and if you're watching it, you're going, how in the hell do you not know that you can't have um, like this element happen at this time? Come on. Or the crazy people that he brings in, the crazy actors. The, it's just fucking absurd. But it, it was great, and it's free on YouTube right now. So, nice. um, yep, Windy City Heat. It was very funny. Um... Yeah, and a shit ton of woodworking videos to try to figure out how to do everything. Um, what am I learning? <sighs> I'm learning all the same old lessons over again. Um, haste makes waste and this kind of stuff. But also about plateaus that you get to when you're trying to learn something. So think of a hobby or something that you're trying to learn... And you make a breakthrough, okay? You've been trying to get a thing and you're like, hey, I I got this thing. Like, now I've arrived. I I can do the new thing. And then you just realize it's so much more fucking complicated than you thought. Mm. And it's it's kind of a letdown in some ways. So just on the tail of your your big victory of... Same with guitar. Um, Yep, that's exactly what I was going to to. Aha! I can do these chords or I can do some kind of thing like... my body is doing the thing that I want it to do. And woodworking is also physical, so it's the same thing. Like, I've got this bit of this technique, or I know how to do this, and I'll settle into it. And the short, easy example is what I just mentioned about that wood thing. Like, okay, yeah, I know pine is going to be easier to cut than oak and this other kind of stuff. And I, I get my blades all sharp. But then, just as I get everything looking nice, and I plane to take that last, like, three thousandths of an inch off... And it tears the wood out. And it's like, no! But anybody with experience would go, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Not just like watch the grain pattern, but Mm. that stuff you can't do. You have to deal this. Or um, if you want to get into it, I I believe you can change the bevel angle or the angle of your plain iron and some other stuff like that. But uh, that's exhausting. Or when I think I've solved all these problems, no, there's just so much more to that. And you, you haven't gotten to here. You're still at here. That's okay, and in the big picture, you know that, right? I mean, you know that you're going to learn, you get to a plateau. But I kind of thought I was a lot more here, and really I'm just here. It's okay, it's all on that ladder, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell that stuff inside, Ben, that's why your robot didn't work. (laughs) Right. Hey, with guitar recently, um, I'm trying to play my guitar like a bass because it's kind of teaching me, instead of just strumming along with um, some chords, I'm individual strings and things, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fun. And I can find some kind of challenging songs that I'll go, okay, this is varied. It's interesting for me to learn. Um, I like the music. And then I'll go, what about this song? That seems like that'll be fun. Mm, you cannot touch that. <laughs> you're, 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 
<laughs> you don't have the rhythm in your in your right hand, and your fingers are just like I'm just moving around real fast and going, oh, it's happening, yeah, but I like the song. Uh, yeah, not even close, not even freaking close. So, yep, a lot of that's what I've been learning lately. Like the that same it's hard to learn. Lesson. Yeah, it, it, in everything I've learned in my entire life, it's been that way. Um, wrestling, it's been that way, where you get to a thing and you're like, got it, got it all sorted out, and then mm-hmm. the very next match you get the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. Like, no, you can't do that thing. You can do that thing to that guy because <laughs> look at him. He looks like... <laughs> he's made of glue and contact solution. This is no problem. <laughs> but when you try to do it to that guy, you can't do that. Also, we went to the neighbors for a birthday party last night. Um, and they made a turkey stuffed with white castles. I what? now yes. they're gonna have to. Like, they took a turkey. They unwrapped. They took the pickles off, and that was the. He's like, no, no, we took the pickles off. Like, <laughs> oh no, I'm not, no, I'm not questioning anything. Oh, okay. Nope. You didn't mention the pickle. Okay, he stuffed the cavity of a turkey with sliders, and actually, that made the stuffing. It was pretty good. I, I'm not joking, but it was just an incredible thing. Like, what if we just put all these hamburgers inside a turkey? <laughs> You know what? Imagine. This is what. This is why I hope that we can someday like uh, communicate like with animals and just tell a turkey like heads up before you die. Like so, just so you know, <laughs> death won't go. It's not a waste. We're gonna cram a million hamburgers up your butt. Right. <laughs> right. Cool. It's at once. It's at once a display of mastery and beastly <laughs> inhumanity, like how we. Can on one hand approach godhood of our dominance over things, and at the other that we will never ever attain that by the thing that we are like, like sh- we took a, a dead animal, made a thing, and then put it in another dead animal. Like no, it, but it was it was it was beautiful and horrible at the same time. Uh, like Lobster so, stuffed with tacos. <laughs> yes, yeah, it really yes. is. Uh huh. It really is. Best food stuffed with the second best food. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. So, so that's just a question. Do you think that it would have been better if it had been stuffed with actual, like, real hamburgers? Like, <laughs> like something quality hamburgers. Food. Even no. like Wendy's. No, because White Castle is, the, is actual garbage, like actual trash. It's refuse. <laughs> <laughs> there was a. Back on the old. Um, Conan O'Brien, uh, whichever late night one he was doing, when he would do the year 2000, so okay, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. really a long time ago. But one was that White, White Castle would cut out the middleman by spraying their hamburgers directly into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> spraying! Uh, that was spraying. Awesome. But no, actually, because they are such like little steamed up, little sweaty little guys, it all turned into a great stuffing. If you wow. put real hamburgers in, then you would just go, this is fucking gross. Because it would just taste like someone yeah. chewed up a bunch of hamburgers. This tasted like it was supposed to be a stuffing, really. <laughs> I mean, that's wet, I, you're wet right. bread. I, but it's wet bread. I don't um, I know to. the Barones don't cotton to wet bread. But. 